Blog Talk Radio. Greetings all and welcome to Getting Loopy. Join us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for a little loopy fun. Today is June 11th, 2018. And uh, holy crap, we're having a monsoon down here in North Carolina. It was uh, 85 this afternoon and sunny and I went into the grocery store and I came out and it was 70 and pouring rain and windy. So I guess tis the season, but uh, I was a little worried I wouldn't be able to get on tonight because I thought everything was going to blow up. Um, So what's going on? Um, This weekend coming, I will be at TNNA. Um, So hopefully get some lots of good dirt and get some new guests to join us later in the season. Um, For those of you who are not longtime listeners, that is the National Needle Arts Association, which is the trade show for knit and crochet, cross-stitch embroidery, needlepoint weaving, and spinning. So it's where manufacturers show the new products and people like me get to go and see all the new stuff that will be coming out in the fall so we can start making designs and stuff so that when the new yarns come out, there's something for you to knit and crochet with. Um, so that's be pretty fun, and a lot of our uh, guests and friends have, are, will be there, so that'll be good. So I'm certain to have lots of gossip next week. I do not have a guest booked for next week yet, but I'll snag somebody at the show. <laughs> we'll make it work out. Um, what else is coming up? Oh, and then after that is Houston Fiber Festival. So there are not even two weeks until the Houston Fiber Festival. There are seats available in all of my classes, but some of them don't have a lot of room. So if you were waiting to the last minute to pick your classes to take with me at the Houston Fiber Festival, now would be a really good time to pick um, because they would like to uh, make sure that people that want those classes can get them before I go. And then, oh my goodness, after Houston, I will be here for six whole weeks. And then it's the Lancaster Fiber Festival, which is the new show in Pennsylvania. So other guests coming up, we have uh, Jesse Rayot from Jesse at Home. will be on in the very near future. I'm just not sure when because I forgot to ask her. <laughs> but she did agree to come on. We just haven't picked a date. Uh, Leanne Presley from Stitchcraft Marketing will be joining us later in the season. Also, uh, Karen Hooley, who will have a new product to share with us. And later on, um, Premier Yarns is coming on. Ray Blackledge from Premier going to talk about a new yarn they have coming out in the summer. So um, we are starting to get back into the game of booking guests ahead of time and not making stuff up at the last minute like I've been doing. So getting uh, Loopy's sort of getting back on track. Uh, the other thing I want to point out before we get to our guest is that um, – I've talked a couple times about being on Hochanda television in the UK a few times over the last year, and there were some really cool cotton yarn kits and these really amazing wooden basket bases that I was selling in the UK, and some people had seen them and wanted to know why they couldn't get them in the US. Long story short, now you can. Um, so if you want to check things out, go to hookedforlifepublishing.com slash blog, click on the blog post called New Stuff, and you will see about the basket bases. Now, um, there's also yarn. There's cotton ribbon yarn with and without glitter. There's sort of a chainette cotton that I have some patterns to go with. Um, The thing that people have been going crazy for, though, is these wooden basket bases. The one I have right now, they're 8 inches across, and they have 48 holes in them, and they're lightweight wood, and they're laminated. So you crochet into the holes to give your base round for the basket, 
and then you can crochet a basket. And since they're water resistant, not waterproof, you don't want to, you know, put it in the swimming pool or float it in the bathtub. But because it's water resistant, you can use it in the bathroom. Uh, you can put cosmetics in it. You could put, uh, you know, condiments in the ba- in the kitchen and stuff like that. So they're really, really cool. Um, those basket bases are selling out very quickly. The yarn is just tooling around. Um, so I wouldn't go crazy if there's yarn you want. You have plenty of time to get it, and I can always get more. But the basket bases, um, we're already blowing through them pr- pretty quickly because the people that are buying them are buying them, you know, three and four and five at a pop. Now, if they continue to sell at the rate they are, I will get more. Um, and there are also other shapes and sizes that are available from the manufacturer but are not available on my website yet. So check it out if you get a minute. They're actually being sold through Etsy because it made my life easier with all the traveling to then to try and put a uh, put a um, shopping cart on my own site. So um, this, it's my old, old store from before Hooked for Life called Alpaca Addict. Um, but I highly recommend you go to hookforlifepublishing.com slash blog, click on the new stuff, post, and there's video and all kinds of stuff going on. So if you're interested in any cotton yarn, um, check us out. So let's get, uh, well, let's get the computer working because we're having a day. Uh, chat room is open for those of you who are interested. I hope you're having a lovely time. So uh, Christy Simpson is joining us with, Tonight, and I'm sorry I talked so long. Let's see if I can get her on the air. Okay, come on. We're having very slow internet, I guess, because of all this rain. Christy, you should be with us. I am. Hi, Mary Beth. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy you're here. You were not on the old program, were you? No, we I wasn't. We, Thanks. We, we were talking about this the, last week that we didn't meet until 2014, and, and we were off the air by then the first time. So I'm delighted to have you on the show. One of the cool well, thank things you about for getting with me. Oh, it's no problem. One of the cool things about getting with me coming back is uh, I get all the people that I've met in the last five years. I get to torture them until they come on. <laughs> so, uh, more guests, man, more guests. So we have to ask you the uh, traditional first question, which is, when did you learn to crochet, and who taught you? And I know you also knit, but you know we're a little, we're a little biased towards crochet on this show. So when yes, did you learn? And what did who taught you? Well, it was when my youngest daughter was eight. She's eighteen now, so she had received a learn to crochet kit for Christmas from my sister, and I was like, "You're gonna have to ask your aunt to teach you because I have no idea." And so you know, it came with this little paper that had you know three steps. You know, you do this, you do this, you do this, and I was like. I have twin eight-month-olds at the time, and I was like, I, uh-uh, I, I don't have time to learn. I'm not teaching you. So this sweet little girl keeps asking me every day for like two weeks, and I'm like, okay, this is just as, you know, funny anymore. So I sit down with a little purple plastic hook and this cheap yarn that comes in this little box, and I um, I start to learn, and I just don't stop. So I taught myself, and um, then I taught her, and – you know, that's just the beginning of the story. And then um, for knitting, I actually took a class because my brain was crochet brain and I just couldn't figure it out. So somebody had to show me and hold my hands through that one. But um, I, I learned the basics and ran from there. Well, I had a laugh because I learned to knit first. And I wrote, everybody knows me as a crocheter, but I wrote a knitting book and I wrote knitting patterns before I wrote crochet patterns. And when I was learning to uh 
when I was starting Hooked for Life, the crochet company, my CGOA mentor, who was Marty Miller, kept saying to me, darn it, you write, you write crochet patterns like a knitter. <laughs> That's <laughs> not how we do it. <laughs> no, it's it's a bit different. <laughs> it, it really I is a, a different part of your brain. Yeah, I find that knitting patterns, you know, are a little more straightforward to where, um, you know, crochet, you have to, it's a little more freestyle, I guess you could call it. You know, you work in different loops in different ways. And um, I don't know. I, I think knitting patterns are a little more, more straightforward. Yeah. Well, because you not only are you telling them, I always say in knitting, you're telling them what stitch to make. In crochet, you're telling them what stitch to make and where to put it. Right. <laughs> where because to put it and when and how many times. <laughs> right. But um, I, I think it was Dora Orenstein who said 80% of learning to crochet is knowing where to stick the hook. Right. Because there are, there are too many options. <laughs> Whereas when you're knitting, of course, you you know, I'm not talking about fancy stitches or stuff like that. But particularly when you're learning, you just go to the next stitch that there is the one that you're after, you know. Yeah, yeah. So now your career, so you didn't learn to crochet that long before you started publishing. Um you uh you've written a million books. You're the only person I know that's written more books than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many do um, you have? Well, I have fifteen and number sixteen's coming out in February, but they're not all craft. So Oh, okay. You're you're up awesome. there, aren't you? Yeah, I have thirty four, I think, thirty five. And crap. you know, some of some of those are um, contributing editors and like three of them were collaborations, but the rest of them are all me. So yeah, I love, I absolutely love what, what I do. So. So what drew you to books particularly as opposed to other arenas that you could have done in the crochet world? Because I feel like we're the dinosaurs, you know, nobody wants to write books anymore. Yeah, um, I know. But you, keep, um, you keep churning them out, and so do I. I keep saying I'm not going to write anymore, and then I can't help myself, and I do another one. And, you know, you bang them out. And Margaret Hubert, bless her. Margaret Hubert's yeah. still banging out two a year. Huh? But um, a lot of people are not focusing their careers on the books in the way that uh, some of us have. So what drew you to uh, books and booklets rather than going off in a different direction? I really like the organization. I like the way that it comes together and the way that, you know, the finished product. I mean, it's it's really awesome. And, you know, online stuff, we've done that for a long time as well. And um, that's that's done well. And I like, I like for the projects to be planned and put together and then move on to the next one. You know, whether it's amigurumi or hats or blankets, I like doing new stuff all the time. And, you know, some people like to make the products, you know, from the patterns over and over and over for gifts or kids stuff. But I like doing something new with new yarn and, you know, just really that's that's the whole thing. Just keep it going. So what is your most recent book that came out? Um, I had three to come out in March. And let's see. One was a knit book, um, knit color block blankets. And it's like baby blankets. And then I had um, T-shirt yarn, home decor, and then strap it your way crochet. And that one's like a variety book with bags and scarves and blankets and, you know, um, rugs and baskets and hats. 
pillows, shawls. I mean, it has a little bit of everything, but it's like uses ombre yarn and self-striping yarn, um, just allowing the yarn to do the work for you pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then there's mm-hmm. somewhere you pick, there's somewhere you pick the colors and um, you get to have fun, like with a star blanket or motifs and stuff. But um, it it's, the concept was really just um, allowing the yarn to do the work for you and having fun accessories that way. Well, that sounds pretty cool. And I noticed I checked before we came on tonight. Everything's all listed on Ravelry. And um, if people want to find you online, where should they look? What is the name of your website before we get too farther um, along? ChristySimpson.net. And that um, will take you where Spell you need Christy to go. Christy because there's options. <laughs> oh, ah, Christy Simpson, K-R-I-S-T-I-S-I-M-P-S-O-N, like the Simpsons cartoon. So that always works. Uh, people always laugh at me when we spell, but so many uh, getting loopy people that listen to the show regularly. Um, first off, a lot of people yell at me for talking fast. <laughs> but also we have a, a large a lot, uh, amount of listeners that English is not their first language. So I always try and spell things out so that they can uh, they can find us online later and, and look at what we were talking about. Yeah. So it seems to me that you're, you're more of a generalist. Or, I mean, I... Uh, you seem to me like a serial, I guess you're a serial monogamist, you know what I mean? You're you're doing one type of project and then you do another type of project and then you do another type of project. But is there any particular arena that, you know, holds your heart so far as crochet goes? Are you a, a sock person or an amigurumi person or uh, really for you it's about focusing on one type of item over another? Well, whenever I first started, I did a lot of baby stuff, and then I drifted into learning a lot of different things, like, you know, different styles and rugs and garments and socks and slippers. Slippers are a big thing, and I think my favorite thing would be, like, messy bun hats and slouchy hats, you know, things that um, are functional, you know, and that's one thing that if you ever catch me anywhere, you know, like, what do you like to make? I like to make things that people are actually going to use. (laughs) You know, whether it's for a gift or for themselves or whatever, those are my favorite things um, to do. I don't like to make things that are just going to sit on a shelf, per se. Okay. So, so you're not necessarily an amigurumi person. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is I don't have a lot of amigurumi things in my um, collection, but I released a book last year. It's called Huggable Amigurumi, and it's not your itty-bitty stuff. It's like... Um, 19 inches tall with bulky yarn. <laughs> so I, di- I just blew past the little bitty stuff and just went giant. And if you ever see the pictures <laughs> of it, you'll know what I'm saying. It's like as big as a toddler, 19 inches. I mean, it's so cute. Oh, man. Um, now, who published those three books that came out in March? Was that Leisure Arts? It was Leisure Arts. Mm-hmm. And I I know we talk business on the show a little bit. You're a publisher jumper like I am. <laughs> um, yeah, I've worked you, with several you, people. Yeah, and I know you've done some for Annie's. Yeah, is that right? Yes, I have three with Annie's. Um, it's Happy Hats for Kids, um, Sweet Shoes for Wee Ones, and In a Weekend Baby Shower Gifts. And um, mm-hmm. and I also have two video classes with them as well. Um, Learn to Crochet Flowers and Seaming Techniques. So those are there, too. Our our friend Kathy Lashley, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago, she's out there taping her new class right now, so I can't wait to see what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, love, I, 
I, she's a hoot. I know whenever I did a, the last class, she was coming in right after me, and she was, she was a lot of fun to talk to. Now, are you from the same part of the country? Where Where are you from? I know you. I mean, I'm not asking for your address because this is the internet. But uh, oh, what part of the world do you live in? Because you you definitely have an accent. <laughs> <laughs> I am from Alabama. I'm from the northern part of Alabama, to where I think Cassidy Lashley's in the southern part of Alabama. But um, okay. Yeah, definitely uh, have the uh, southern accent. You can thank my mom for that. <laughs> Well, at least you, your, uh, your speed, you balanced me out. Um, is there any particular yarn that you like to work with? Or you said earlier you like the new things. Is there a, uh, do you have a, a preference? No, I'm not asking for a brand because goodness knows we will upset somebody. We will get, we <laughs> will get in trouble if we start talking yarn. <laughs> um, I, am I, aware. Like, I am aware, but yeah. I mean, like, I, I, the next big project I'm working on, I'm having a uh, quote-unquote discussion with the editor because they took all my variegates out. I really like multicolored yarn, and they went, we really see this being solid. So I was like, man. Yeah. So I'm I'm fighting to get my slow my I like long repeat colorways. That's my thing. So uh, I'm fighting to get those back into this particular project. We'll see how well I do. But, yeah. Um, well, I've got is, is there um, a fiber or a color or a weight. Like, what's your what's your go to? My go to is usually like just a medium weight. But lately, I've enjoyed working with the DK cake yarns. You know, the ones that are variegated and, you know, they're all so popular and every company is carrying them now just to make sure I'm not stepping on any toes. But um, (laughs) everybody, everybody's carrying them now and they're all beautiful. I mean, it's like they do the work for us because they're they're putting all the popular colors together and the way that they change. But I like the ones that for crocheters, you know, it's you got to find a true variegated one that's going to change colors often enough to where it makes a difference. You know what I'm saying? Because like, if it's the really, really long stripes and you want to do, um, uh, say a cocoon or something, you don't want like three fourths of it to be one color. Like you need it to be like a remix of it to where it's all mixed together. I like finding the neat ones like that. That that is that is an interesting point. I will say that I don't do a lot with the cake yarns because I find the uh, abrupt color changes sort of frustrating. But yeah. um, I do a lot of video work for Spinrite, which everybody sort of knows. I don't I don't promote their brand necessarily. It's weird. I I do a lot of their video production, but we just did a video that's on their yarnspirations.com YouTube channel, and it. Um, <laughs> it was the pop. It was the Bernat pop, which is yeah, one of those cake huh? yarns. Um, but they designed it. The design department did it so that you did a section in one color, and then you did the next section. You jumped to the next color. So it was almost right. like having, you know, if it had five colors in it, it was like having five different skeins of yarn. But they planned mm-hmm. the crocheted blanket so that the color change would happen where you needed it to. And I thought that was pretty clever because yeah. I um, – I just I was recently working with a Premier Luna, and again I love the yarn, I love the colors. For me personally, that abrupt color change just aggravates me. I don't know why. Um, my favorite yarn in the whole world, and now you can't get it anymore, was uh, Mini Mochi from Crystal Palace, and then they discontinued all their yarns. And 
It makes me sad because that was my it favorite. Was so soft. Po- poem sock is not is not bad. Uh, I'll take that too. Poems and poem mm-hmm. sock from uh, Universal Yarns. They also have the repeat I like, but Minnie Mochi was my favorite. <laughs> it was very very sad. Yeah. It, well, what's your favorite go-to away. solid yarn? Oh, oh boy, you're gonna put a gun to my head too now, aren't you? I I am a fingering weight. I like the light stuff. I like mm-hmm. lacy, and I like uh, and I'm always going to shoot myself in the foot because. You know, when you do the multi-author books, which you were talking about, or, you know, you do, you're part of a collection for somebody, and you go, man, that person that chose the bulky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were done in six hours, and I'm still on the sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I always want to go for the fingering weight. But I just think you can get more, you can get more stitch in there. You, you know, can get more, more, more design. Compl- yeah. Yeah, we can get more complicated, but okay but more design in the stitch pattern. You can get more stitch mm-hmm. patterns in there. If you use bulky or super bulky or something like that, and you're doing something with a 10 stitch repeat, you've got one repeat of whatever stitch you're doing. And that's sure. it. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no room for everything else. So my go to, I tend towards the fingering. And now that I have moved down South, I used to live in New Jersey, as you know, and I'm down South now in North Carolina. Um, I've been doing a lot recently with, um, Cotton Cotton Fair mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Premier and yeah. Bamboo Pop and Bamboo Pop from Universal because those are both um very very summer friendly. I don't feel like they're sticking to me while I'm stitching. Yeah. And they are also in North Carolina, so you know. I gotta I gotta give some love towards Premier and Universal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason, um I just had a piece come out. I know you designed for I like crochet. Um mm-hmm. From Prime, which which I do also, um, the Frisia vest, which came out in the last issue, that is Cotton Fair. Oh and, yeah, uh, I, with the with the little flowers on it. Um, there's a mm-hmm. picture of it on my blog. Got in the in the ad, guys. If you want to see the one I'm talking about, I think they called it the Frisia vest. Um, of course, you can find it on Ravelry, but um, I have uh, an ad on the blog for the I Like Crochet subscriptions. But it currently has a picture of that vest, and that was that was Cotton Fair, I think. <laughs> now that I say that, it might have been Bamboo Pot, but I think it was Cotton Fair. Uh, but yeah. I, I like this. Well, they're the same weight. They're similar ply. You know, I like them both. Yeah. So I, yeah. I use those. At the moment, I'm using those a lot. You know, I always feel like um, I'm knitting with wool or crocheting with wool in July because you're doing the fall stuff and Sure. You know the cotton in the, the cotton in the winter, but um, I'm I'm knocking wood. I'm in pretty good shape right now. I seem to be a year ahead of uh, my season, so <laughs> I'm. Uh, although I did I did I crocheted a blanket two weeks ago and I was cussing because <laughs> it was oh, too hot. It's so hot, huh? Yeah, I was just using the um, Red Heart Soft Essentials. It's their newer bulky weight five, and it just like okay. ended up using. Um, sixteen skeins in it. So if you can imagine a bulky, <laughs> a bulky weight Holy blanket in June. What did you crochet? Was it a tent? <laughs> <laughs> no, and a it's a secret for right now. So I can't tell you. <laughs> I know, I know. See, I but, can I mean, say it, that what I did was a, it was a, it was a throw, and I think yeah, ooh, I think I went well, to ten skeins. 
Yeah, but if you went, still, if you think it, 16 it skeins, you know it's a blanket, but yeah. I can't tell you what kind. <laughs> but, I understand. Um, you know, people hate when we do this on the show. We talk I know. about all Sorry. these things. Like, I can't tell you where it is. So, it just um, makes without you giving away. Later. No, go ahead. It just um, makes them check back later. There you go. Um, without giving away anything you're not supposed to, are you working on more books right now? Do you uh, Are you selling individual patterns as well, or you got patterns on the di- – what is your digital footprint like? Um, ChristySimpson.net. I think it will take you to Ravelry right now. So, yeah, we do have some digital patterns there, everything from blankets to vests and beyond. I do everything. Um, baby stuff. You know, you can check out the books there, too. Um, and then I am currently working on a book. But it is a surprise. I can't tell. I just started on it. So um, sorry about that. But yeah, no, it's that's a good. pretty big project. Well, that's very cool. And so, um, again, without giving away stuff you don't want to give away, are you finding uh, the reason I get fussy about books is when I started writing books in 2006, um, to be honest, there was a lot more money in them. Are you still finding people? are buying books at the rate they used to to make it worthwhile for you to keep doing them? Or is it more you're so good at them by now that, um, you know, you can bang one out in an, in a short amount enough of time that the, uh, you know, that it's worthwhile to you. Cause a lot of first time authors are coming and saying, Oh, by the time I figure out what I'm doing, I'm going to make $2 an hour, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You've got to the be the in publishing it. industry is not where it was 10 years ago when we started. No, you know, it's but, not. Um, um, Yeah, it, it, it has changed, um, and the pace, you know, you got to be able to work fast, you know, you can't, you got to be able to plan and work fast and get your projects done, but, you know, I'm not just working on one project at a time, I'm working with, you know, yarn companies, and then, you know, a book, and then magazines, you know, just working it all together, because, you know, I like to um, work on the patterns and let other people do the selling personally. <laughs> so if I can knock out a book right. and then get another project, you know, that means I get to play with more yarn. So, um, you know, I, cool. I personally, for my family, we, we've we been working with hard, like my husband works home with me and he does all of the financial and technical stuff, which means I get to do all the crafty and yarny stuff. And uh, so that, that works for us. And so we, well, we exactly. find that it's and one of the working. Things, well, one of the things we talk about on the show, a lot of people that listen to the show are either consumers and they're interested in sort of peeking behind the curtain and hearing about the industry because it's interesting to them, um, but also a lot of people that listen to the show are aspiring professionals or, you know, want to work eventually sure. in the industry. And one of the points that I make over and over and over again is everybody's business is different. Yes, and it is. Nobody, nobody's right and nobody's wrong. You know what I mean? You you run your crochet and knitting business in the way that makes sense for your business and your family and your life. And the way you do it may not be the way I do it, which may not be the way somebody else does it. Um, right. One of the advantages to this industry still, with all the cra- crazy that's going on right now, is that... Um, you know, there's room for all of us to do what we need to do in the way that we want to do it without having to hit certain milestones or toe a line. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. 
uh, you're certainly not the only um, woman I know who works with a family member, but I'm always amazed because uh, I always think, boy, that's a lot of together time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is, but you know, it's not for everybody. Me and my husband, you know, we have done this for, oh my gosh, eight years together. So, and you know, we just hang out, we have a good time and it's like, Okay, so it's summertime, so our schedule is totally different than when it is in the fall. So when the fall is here, the kids are in school. The twins are. My older girls are. My oldest, youngest daughter just graduated. So, you know, they're working and they're doing their own thing. You just had a graduate. I know that because I saw the pictures. (laughs) Yes, Allie just graduated high school, and Kim was almost 21, and James and Ryan just Mm -hmm. turned 10. So, you know, we have a busy household and you know I love it that way so um you know our fall schedule is a lot different than the summer because you know the boys want to play so we usually end up right. working working late and so if you ever get a message from me at like two o'clock in the morning that's you know when I'm getting started so um <laughs> yeah play all day and I, we just I, hang out and watch tv and work all night yeah no I do it too you know or or um my friends laugh at me because they say all of my Instagram is me knitting or crocheting by the beach since I moved to the beach a couple of years ago. But honestly, if I've got a knit or crochet anyway, I'd rather do it then and there, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you, talking you have- about the industry, you know, there's a lot that people don't tell you, you know, like books are harder oh, at making, <laughs> you know, like publishers only tell you like, um, maybe one percent of anything and that's fine that's their business you know but as the designer you know they don't say you know this is the timeline you know you know and just for people who are aspiring you know books are harder at making money than I thought they would be but we work really really hard to do what we do you know and and to get the patterns out there and be creative you know that's what anybody who says well you know what what do you, what do you do? You know, I like, I just get to be creative, you know, I get to design mm-hmm. things and stuff and sure, you know, you might make this one tech and not the next one, you know, it's never, you know, the same, but it's to us, it's worth it. You know, we, we put in the hours well, and time for it. I think that's something a lot of people do not realize with books because a lot of aspiring authors have, a book idea, and they want to do a uh-huh. book. Yeah. And I remember long, long ago, Candy Jensen said to me, you're not going to make any money in books until you have 12. Don't quit yeah. until you have 12. She said, because then if one of them dies and one of them is great, you know, it all kind of evens out in the end. And, you know, by the end of a book's life, you know, the checks are not very good. But if you're getting 12 of them, well, that's okay, you know. <laughs> And it was and even, it was very funny, but she was very you know twelve twelve is the number. So yeah, um, well, I think that is something a lot of people don't realize that they go, well, I want to write a book, and and that's great, but it can't be the pillar of your business if you have a book to write. I right. really feel like if you're going to write books, you need to write books with an Quantum. you know you've got yeah, to really yeah. be thinking about trying to bang out a bunch of them because. It's it's like being um you know we all want to the the book that people think they want to write is the great american novel do you know what i mean and sure. and they want to do the pattern book that is their life 
work and the thing that they're passionate about, and that's really cool, but you're also going to bang out a couple of other ones because it's also a job. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I compare it to, like, you people want to write, you know, the next Hunger Games or whatever, and it's a passionate project and they're really into it, but in the meantime they might bang out a couple of Harlequin romances to keep the <laughs> bread and butter on the table while you're... Right. There, there's a line between art and commerce. The other thing, um, oh, I did want to mention this earlier. I didn't know if you heard. We lost two big companies in the art industry this week. Classic Elite Yarns in Massachusetts has announced that they shut its doors. Um, yeah, and that was very, no, and they've been around for a really long time. So for those of you who are um, into the Classic Elite Yarns, which I was one of those people, I love their Liberty Wool and the Liberty Wool print, uh, they are folding so um, I suspect your local stores, you know, maybe they'll be able to get some bargains, and uh, but they will not be here come the fall. But that was very sad because um, uh, the women and men that work at that company, some of them have been part of the industry for a very long time, particularly at TNNA. And Lan- Lantern Moon uh, Needles has folded. Uh, they are going to keep doing their retreats, but they had a closeout sale over the weekend, and they will no longer be importing knitting needles or crochet hooks. And I was sorry to hear yeah. that too, because the wood- Joel and Sharon have been in the business for a very long time also. So um, with TNNA being this weekend, uh, I, again, I expect to hear lots of dirt over the weekend, but it's, it's amazing to me with the number of changes that have happened just in the last couple of weeks. Wow. Um, but I was sad about Classic Elite because they were good people and I think they did beautiful patterns. And uh, apparently it was a very difficult decision for them to make, which I think it is. You know, particularly you have a company like yeah. that that people are, are, you know, you employ a bunch of people, you feel responsible for them too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, know? you do. And, you, you know, sometimes things just change or, you know, life circumstances change. And so... Uh, being well, a company, again, it's hard to make all those decisions, I'm sure. Well, and some of these companies, I, I, some of the uh, primaries are wanting to retire. Yeah. You know, so then it's a matter of is, and we are, say what you will, we are currently in a downturn. You know what I mean? So it's it's mm-hmm. interesting that, you know, you might have had a company that's been successful for, for 20 or 30 or 50 or whatever years. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can sell it right now in the current economy because I don't I don't know how many people are investing in the industry that aren't already here. You know, it's just it's, it's that's been a sad week. I was I was sad to hear that, um, and I did want to get that on the show before I forgot. But we don't have to, <laughs> we don't have to end on a down note. We have a few more. Oh. <laughs> But now, um, your books, do you do your own photography and such? Is that, or, or are you working with publishers who provide those services? Because that's another thing that people ask me all the time. Do I want to hire a photographer and do my own photography, or do I want to work with a publisher that provides that as a service? Um, um, it just depends on what you, publisher you go to. Um, like okay. some of the ones I've been working with for this past few years do their own. They want that control, and that's great with me. That means I get to be creative. <laughs> And they get to right. do and feature like they want. So there's no back and forth. They get what they want and, you know, that works. And then there are some that I've worked with in the past where I've done my own. And I've also hired a photographer. So it really depends on the publisher. To me, um, finding a photographer that 
gets you, you know, that's you sometimes, yeah. you know, um, because, you know, you may want something, but then their vision is totally different. So having a, having the publishers do it takes that guesswork out for me. And I, and I like that, but um, the other way is, it's just as fun. I just want to see the cute pictures of what I made. <laughs> so, well, again, but I think that's something that's different. I mean, 10 years ago when I started writing books, it was unheard of for me to have to do my own photography. But um, I know you did a couple of books with Stackpole, and so did I. And, and the arrangement I made with them was that I had to supervise the photography here in North Carolina. And on the one hand, that was cool to, to make sure that I got my vision. But on the other hand, I was like, oh, crud, that's more stuff I have to do. Yeah, you know. yeah. But, you know, I just want to um, back back to what we were talking about a minute ago. I, I thought about this while you were talking about the other, thing, other yarn thing. Like, I just want to be creative, you know. And, and when it comes to photography, you know, I've, I can do photography. I can, I've got a couple of photographers on hand and work with them um, around the country and locally. Um, I'm not trying to say I take all their credit at all. But, and then the publishers do a wonderful job. But, like, I just want to be able to make the items. You know, talking about getting paid a minute ago, jumping back to that. You know, it seems to change sometimes. Like, we started off in the Internet originally, and it's moved to books. And some people, you know, they don't, like what you said, let they, let me see if I can talk correctly. They don't like the slow pace of the books. And like you said, 12 seems to be like a magic number or something. But um, you just got to find where you need to be. And then when it comes to the photography, rounding it back around there, you know, you just got to find out what works for you and what works for the publisher. Right. Well, and it again, uh, I know it's not like a broken record, you guys, but it's not just everybody's business that's different is everybody's, we don't all do the same thing the same way. No, you know, we the don't. six of us that are writing a million books might have different <laughs> perspectives on what is the best way to fit that into our business. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I swear, mm-hmm. and I've said this a bunch of times too. All I do, all I do now is shoot video. You know. <laughs> yeah. I'll let somebody I know. else do the still photography. I'm not good at it, but oh my gosh, everybody and their dog is like, "Can you make a video out of it?" Sure. You know. And that seems to be getting um, a lot of ground lately. But again, interestingly, five years ago, I never shot video. Five years ago, I started doing yeah. it when the arm knitting book came out. Came out really a years ago. Yep, I and in that in those days I actually hired a friend a friend of a friend who is a video actually the husband is a videographer, a professional videographer and his wife was a crochet designer. So yes. he at least knew what I was talking about. Yes. <laughs> so um he shot all the arm knitting videos that are on my YouTube channel. But um all the tabletop stuff I I do myself now and I've been joking about moving and I still can't find half the stuff. I just moved last month. But one of the reasons wow. I did it is so that I can leave the video set up up 24-7. I have yeah. a different layout there and a little more room, and the video stuff's up just up now because every single every single industry person I talk to is like, can you do a video? And, oh, sure. You yeah, know? and, you know, we've done some for different groups and um, different different settings, and it's like – if you don't have a setup, you know, like where you can put it on your hands. My husband handled all the videography. Uh, I, I going back and forth for me. I would, you know, forget to plug in a mic or <laughs> have it crooked, but he took care of all that for me. And uh, he's totally awesome. He's listening. And um, anyway, 
so he took he took care of all that for me and so I could focus on doing the other but yeah I mean doing videos and stuff that that is something that is not new per se but it's like in demand because you want someone who can give good instructions you know and that knows what they're talking about you know with good lighting and clear visual stuff because I mean you can look online and find a lot of stuff but if you find someone that does it well then um, well that's the thing too the number of times that um again you know sort of our circle that people will go I've watched six videos on it but I actually understand yours but I think I think those of us that have a teaching background, um, can, but again, I don't have 400,000 YouTube followers, so get on it, you guys <laughs> who are listening. Go, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's Hooked for yeah. Life with Mary Beth Temple. But, um, <laughs> it, it, but it's interesting now that I swear every project I do, somebody says, you know, can you make a support video? Well, of course I can. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. If you had said five years ago that, you know, my background is professional television production. I was a costumer. I did film and television for a long time. So uh, it's funny because I never knew which end of the camera worked. You know what I mean? Oh, how funny. My job was to make sure all the clothes fit and that, you know, if somebody walked onto set with her purse on her right shoulder, that if we did a retake, that her purse was still on her right shoulder and not her left shoulder. You know what I mean? That was my job to make sure all her clothes fit, you know? But How funny. Um, it, it's funny now for me to have to think about things like lights and, and all that other kind of stuff. It's very <laughs> interesting. All right. Well, Christy, we were worried we wouldn't have anything to talk about, but we're done. We have, there's oh, only three minutes left. So tell the nice people, uh, once again, ChristySimpson.net, and uh, check out the three books that just came out in March. And um, all of her work is on Ravelry. Are you Christy Simpson on Ravelry, or do you have an arty name? Um, I am Christy eight two six. Yeah, you can and you can find. Yeah, K-R-I-S-T-I. you can find me at Christy Simpson mm-hmm. or Christy eight two six. Yeah, K R I S T I. Yes, because I again I checked it all out on Ravelry before we came on the air tonight because I wanted to make sure that I sent people to the right place. Um, but you have six hundred plus designs. So yeah. I, you're you're a busy, busy woman, and I greatly appreciate you taking time to uh, visit with us here tonight on Getting Loopy, and uh, let us know when that next project comes out. Maybe we'll see if we can get you back on. I will. Thanks for having me. All right. Good night. All right. All right. Let me. Good night. <laughs> well, so thank you too, Christy. So, well, your mic's still on. Be careful. Now, now you go. Um, so, thanks so much for to Christy Simpson. For coming on tonight. I look forward to seeing some of her new work because boy, she's prolific, right? Um, do you guys join the Getting Loopy group on Facebook or the Getting Loopy 2.0 group on Ravelry? Um, like I said, all kinds of guests coming up. I'm not sure who's coming next week, but I'll figure it out. But please um, check out the Cotton Yarns and see if there's anything in there that you love because um, the basket bases are going quickly. Oh, and also there is a basket kit that has a, uh, it's called denim. It's a denim yarn with a silver thread in it. There's only two of those left. So I want you loopy groupies. If there's stuff in there that you want, I want you to be able to get them. So thank you so much for joining us here. We'll see you next Monday night. And uh, let your friends know that getting loopy is back. Let's get some more listens. Good night. <laughs>